The following is a NOCO FM special report. sports entertainment fans and welcome to another smackdown event it is fall brawl here this is world championship wrestling i am tony shivani bobby the brain heenan and the professor mike tenay all rolled into one i am here to bring you the greatest coverage you will ever hear of the upcoming election throwdown election 2018 the greatest election of all time welcome ladies and gentlemen to another wonderful, very, very special edition of Corbin versus the World Election Midterm Special. I am your hero, Corbin David Alba. I know I might have had you fooled earlier thinking I was three people, but I'm actually myself. So, ladies and gentlemen, listeners at home, I am very, very excited for this election season. I am a little bit of a mutant in the sense that I love watching the carnival of pain and sin that is the American election season. So for me, these upcoming midterms are pretty much the Super Bowl, the World Series, WrestleMania, King of the Ring, Olympics, and obviously the Titan Games, all thrown into one big bully of bays of beautiful. I am so excited to watch so many politicians and so many people in expensive suits embarrass the shit out of themselves on national television for our benefit and hopefully for the nation's benefit, provided we get the vote out. Uh, So one of the things that I'm definitely excited to be tuning in for is going to be CNN's breathless coverage of the election, where Wolf Blitzer will be purple-faced every 30 seconds interrupting uh, Van Jones for a key race alert in which he tells us that 0.01% of a precinct is reporting, and that means that they can now make another hour of completely pointless speculation. It's so good. There is nothing better than a marathon drinking session while watching CNN cover an election if your life is very, very sad like mine. Anyway, moving right along. So obviously this is a much anticipated election season. Us, the liberal progressive wing of the country, have been thinking of this as our redemption round since the major colossal catastrophic disappointment of the 2016 elections that we cannot still fully account for, right? There's no explanation for that, for how that happened, right? Of course not. We're moving on. We're talking about the 2018 elections. So what is there to gain? What is there to lose? Real quick, before we get into that quick sidebar, those of you listening at home, If you are not registered to vote yet, for whatever reason, you can go to NOCO FM, which just so happens to be the site that hosts this podcast, but you can go to NOCO FM, that is N-O-C-O dot F-M, and they have a handy little toolbar that you can go to, and it's going to tell you the closest voting precinct to you where you can get registered and you can get your early voting out of the way if you have not done that already or where you can vote on November 6th, which, as you all know, is Election Day, as if you haven't already been told by 1,010 sources. So, once again, quick reminder, go to NOCO FM, get registered. What is there to gain? What is there to lose in this election? 
So although this is the redemption round for the Democrats, we are also facing an uphill battle. Primarily in the Senate, Democrats are fighting to hold on to more seats than they are trying to take. And so the chances of the Democrats taking over the Senate are very, very low, uh, despite the reportings of a blue wave. It remains to be seen exactly how substantial that blue wave may be. It could be, you know, Michael Bay 2012 size blue wave that crushes everything in its sight. Or it could be an overblown CNN F2 hurricane type wave that doesn't really do much and everyone's very disappointed afterwards. Uh, But the thing to keep in mind, people at home, as you are watching the election results and you don't know whether you're supposed to be happy or not, this is how you're supposed to know. The first thing to keep in mind is that the Senate is probably not going to be a majority Democrat after the election, barring a huge miracle Gandalf coming down uh, the valley with the Riders of Rohan behind him type election miracle. Could happen, but not optimistic. The real question is, what happens to the House of Representatives? So according to King Lord statistician Grand High Wizard Nate Silver over at 538 politics, the Democrats currently stand a six out of seven chance of winning the House of Representatives. They have a very good chance. How good of a chance, you ask? Let's put it this way. Uh, In order to win control of the House of Representatives, the Democrats must win 25 seats. So how many seats are in question, you ask? 130. According to the latest math, there are 130 seats currently up for contention in the upcoming election that could go either way. So we can glean a couple things from those facts. Uh, Primarily, if the Democrats cannot take the House in 2018, we're probably fucking doomed and we should probably all move to Tasmania. So that's probably the biggest thing to keep in mind. But these are encouraging statistics. And every day the polls get a little bit better and better. For the Democratic candidates, I would like to give a special shout-out to President Trump for helping that. Also, a special shout-out to Donald Trump and the media. Uh, I wanted to talk very briefly about his latest threat that he made. And the main reason I want to bring it up is not because I actually find it outrageous. I'm bringing it up because I find it to be kind of the quintessential Donald Trump political ploy. Specifically, I'm talking about his announcement that he was going to end birthright citizenship in an attempt to excite his base or he was bored or there was nothing on Netflix. I don't know. I don't know why he does the things he does. If he did, I would be paid much, much more than I already am. Uh, That's why I'm not getting paid anything. Anyway, this is a quintessential Trump ploy because Trump says something completely absurd, like he's going to end birthright citizenship, which the Constitution says you cannot do. Congress says you cannot do. Supreme Court says you cannot do. Logic says you cannot do. The basic tenets of reality say you cannot do. He is saying that he can do a thing that he absolutely cannot do. So how do people respond? Do they ignore him like a petulant child saying that they're going to burn down a building? Uh, Also, I work at a school for kids with trauma, so maybe this doesn't happen to you as much as it happens to me. But this is a common occurrence for me. Do you ignore it like that? Or... Do you instead freak out and act like that's exactly what he's going to do and validate him and make him feel like that is the power that he does have? Is that what you do? Because that's what a lot of people have been doing. And that really pisses me off because understand, guys, 
this is Trump's game. He's not actually trying to end birthright citizenship. He just wants to know that you think he can. He wants to know that you think he has that power. It's not about him using that power. It's about the perception of power. Once you recognize the fact that he's just a buffoon, then we can move on. But we need to stop treating these threats seriously. It's fucking annoying. And it's getting in the way of our national discourse. Hopefully that can end after the election. Anyway, I'm going to take a pause on the political screed now, and I am going to turn you over to some tunes, which I do believe that is what you are tuning in for, I think. So we will be back with more midterm stuff very briefly, but we are going to take you over to Mayday by The go to. <laughs>
I'm Stephanie James, host of The Spark, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. on NOCO FM. Each week, I talk with luminaries in the fields of psychology, health and wellness, entrepreneurs, motivation, and more. We talk about their life stories, their passions, and the ways in which they've overcome adversity, and they provide the necessary tools that will enable you to do the same. Join me Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Mountain, only on NOCO FM for The Spark with Stephanie James, igniting your best life. Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different, different. This is NOCO FM. No sports, no rock, no information for mindless chatter. We're your station. KBBL Talk Radio, and now Springfield's favorite conservative and author of the well-selling book, Only Turkeys Have Left Wings. Ladies and gentlemen, Birch Barlow. Welcome back to Corbin versus the Midterms. I am still Corbin David Albaugh, bringing you all the hottest takes on the midterms while bringing you the greatest tunes of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. We just got done listening to the Go Team with their song, Mayday. Followed up with Clarence Clarity. Nice little alliteration on that name. His song was Those Who Can't Cheat. Definitely not at all a reference to the election. And we were rounded out by George Clanton with his song Make It Forever off of his album this year, Slide. And that is my recommendation of this week. Go check out George Clanton's Slide. It is a fantastic kind of 90s pop vaporwave sounding hybrid album uh it's about an hour long it's fantastic listen uh so go check that album out uh but enough talking about the tunage let's get back to the hot hot election action of election 2018 the electioning if you smell what the rock is cooking So the big marquee matchup of this election season is obviously the Texas throwdown, the Texas death match between Ted Cruz and his challenger, Beto O'Rourke. Or is it Beto O'Rourke? I really hope it's Beto. If it's not, I'm going to feel like a real asshole for the next four years if he wins. Uh, If he doesn't win, then I guess I can say his name however he wants. Right, John Ossoff? Anyway, that was a very mean low blow to John Ossoff. And uh, shouts out John Ossoff real quick, wherever you are. You were the water world of political candidates. We poured so much fucking money to, into you, and you just failed so hard. Uh, so no personal slight to you, man. Uh, but wherever you are, thoughts and prayers to John Ossoff. Uh, anyway, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, this election. So the big marquee matchup is obviously Ted Cruz versus Beto O'Rourke. And uh, this is really exciting race for me, particularly because it concerns my worst enemy, Ted Cruz, who I hate with the intensity of 10,000 boiling hot white dwarf stars. So I know that my feeling is shared amongst the general populace. One of my favorite things about Ted Cruz is the fact that even amongst congressmen he's not liked, Uh, When I read Al Franken's book shortly after he was elected, he did include a little bit of behind the curtain 
you know, this is how senators interact with one another. And, you know, he was talking about, you know, Mitch McConnell, kind of an okay guy, blah, blah, blah. Uh, But the one thing that he did say is that everybody still hates the shit out of Ted Cruz, which is totally fine and totally expected. And I have a lot of conflicting thoughts about this election because I do consider it kind of a win-win because if Beto O'Rourke wins, then we've turned another red seat blue. Uh, Texas has another Democrat in office. We've won. Kalu Kalei. Let's all rally around the flag. Good for us. But if Ted wins, then that means that we get to dunk on Ted and make fun of him for another like eight or ten years, which might almost be worth it in the long run. Because there really has been no better political whipping boy than Ted Cruz. On a bad day, I can look myself in the mirror and know I don't look like Ted Cruz, I don't sound like Ted Cruz, and I don't know anyone that has personally shaken hands with Ted Cruz. And that is a wonderful thing. But that presence might be missed if we lose Ted. So I think that even if Ted does lose his Senate seat, I do think that they should still keep it kind of like a Dread Pirate Roberts situation where there's still a Ted Cruz that everybody fucking hates in the Senate at any given time. So if Ted leaves, they just have to elect a new Ted Cruz. So I would like to throw Tom Cotton into the conversation for that, as well as, oh God, what's the name of that little snivelly prick with the blonde hair that keeps Gowdy, Trey Gowdy, him too. So Trey Gowdy and Tom Cotton for Ted Cruz 2020. That is a campaign I am getting behind. But it is a really sad thing. I am taking a lot of schadenfreude in the fact that Ted might lose. And the greatest tribute that he has politically is the fact that everyone thinks that he was the Zodiac killer. And now I know that the timelines don't exactly match up, but understand this could be a Hermione with the time turner in the Prisoner of Azkaban situation. And if there's anyone that would use the time turner for evil, it would absolutely be Ted. But I do not think that Ted was the Zodiac Killer, mainly because I know exactly what Ted was up to when he was 18 years old. And I found a clip on YouTube, and I'm really honest to God shocked that it hasn't gotten more airplay anytime Ted Cruz gets bought up, because it's literally the greatest cut to the core look into the eyes of the demon uh, video that you can see because it's 18 years old, fresh-faced, no political office, no abandons, no fucks given Ted Cruz. So I will let the words speak for themselves, but in this interview that was conducted when he was in college, he was asked what his aspirations were. Aspirations? Is that like sweat on my butt? No, no, oh, I see. What you want me to do, what I want to do in life. Well, my aspiration is to, uh, oh, I don't know, be in a teen tit film like that guy who played Horatio. You know, he was in Malibu Bikini Beach Shop. Well, other than that, uh, take over the world, world domination, you know, rule everything, rich, powerful, that sort of stuff. So the main thing that we can gather from this clip is that Ted Cruz has been that guy literally his entire fucking life. And... I almost feel sorry for him about that, but on the other hand, I remember that he's Ted Cruz, and I no longer feel bad. And understand, guys, that normally I would be against Beto O'Rourke, because he's a punk rocker who became a politician, so he's obviously a fucking sellout, but because he's up against Ted, I feel an obligation to support him. So, 
for lack of a better choice, Beto, Beto, O'Rourke, 2018, go beat them, Ted's. Sweat on my butt. <laughs> Here's more tunes.
I don't, I know you, honey, honey. 
something you might not know. NOCO FM is also a podcast network producing one-of-a-kind programming like the show you're enjoying right now. We have talk shows, original comedy, music shows curated by real people, and a lot more. So if you like what you're hearing, make NOCO FM a part of your day and tell your friends. Remember, that's www.noco.fm. Can I just say before we proceed with the show that I'm really pissed off that there's not a single place that I can get mozzarella sticks delivered to my house from? Like, I can't just call up a fucking TGI Fridays. Like, they're so busy that they can't send a host over in a fucking clown car with a to-go order of mozzarella sticks for me when I'm hungry and I'm doing a show and I just want some mozzarella sticks to get my creative juices flowing. Anyway, I don't know how I ended up on that planet, but uh, hey, TGI Fridays, if you're listening, I have a way that you can modernize your business and not get killed by millennials. Start delivering some fucking mozzarella sticks. So if you couldn't tell, we are taking a brief divergence from the politics real fast. Uh, I just wanted to talk about a couple other things. First of all, I wanted to walk back something I've said in a previous show. Um... I think I may have given mention to the fact that Coloradoans do not generally go hard at shows or do not make an effort to move or really uh, take part in the show. So I got the shit kicked out of me at the Fiddler show down at the Gothic Theater this past weekend. And I take back everything that I have said about people that go to concerts in Colorado because unless this was like, 150 really pissed off people that commuted all the way from Wyoming. Good job, Colorado. I haven't bled on that many people in a really long time. And uh, if you're listening and I bled on you, I carry no diseases that I'm immediately aware of. So there is no need to be concerned. And I'm never washing that shirt again. Also, quick shout out to the band The Side Eyes. They opened up for Fiddler and Dilly Dally. And they fucking killed it. Intense hardcore band, female fronted. They are called Side Eyes. They have a whole bunch of songs out on Spotify. Check them out. Pretty please with sugar on top, ice cream in the middle. They are quite good. And I have the bruises to prove it. Moving right along. In other news, uh, those tree hugging, nimby pimby, Rudy Pooh candy asses over at the World Wildlife Fund for Nature which is so redundant. It's, when is it, the World Wildlife Fund for Technology? Jesus Christ, guys. Anyway, the World Wildlife Fund has announced that since the 1970s up until now, humanity has successfully wiped out 60% of the total wildlife population on Earth. So, well done, guys. Double Dragon high score for humanity. Self-high five. Great work, folks. We really brought it together, and we have been wiping out all the animals. So, quick clarification, because I know that some of us have been getting this news twisted. This does not mean that we have wiped out 60% of animal species. That would make going to the zoo very fucking boring. We're talking about cumulative number of animals. Think about all the animals that existed in the 1970s. We killed 60% of them in total. Good job, us. So just so you have that visual. So in light of that news, we are going to be debuting a new segment on Corbin versus the World. It is a spinoff of People Who Are Dead Now. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Corbin versus the world would like to present species that are dead now, and they are some of the following. Please take this moment to stop whatever you're doing and hang your head in solemn silence for these animals that no longer exist on this earth. Maybe Mars, but not this earth. <clears throat> The dodo, the passenger pigeon, the coelacanth, the Tasmanian tiger, the western black rhinoceros, the Tasmanian devil, the Californian condor, porgs, unicorns, bugbears, the gobbledygooker, the hork from the young adult sci-fi series Animorphs by K.A. Applegate. And finally, Paula Dean. Thoughts and prayers. So good at being in trouble Spending my days out in the ghetto Mama say that I need to be careful Going downtown on the Blue Line Metro Car overheated in the can't afford a rental Broke down Chevrolet sitting on Central Turning on my headphones, looking out the window. Laura Hill playing, it could be so simple. Damn, I just can't wait till I get on. What the hell is taking so long? I wish I had a girl by my side. I wish I had a brand new ride. I wish I had a light. I wish I had a private flight. I wish I want to start sometime. I wish I had a right. I wish I had to find a I wish it wasn't so Cobain I wish I had you Shit And I wish I wasn't stuck on Central Just so good at being in trouble Spending my days out in the ghetto Papa say that I need to be careful Heard a nigga just got popped at the Arco on the whole stroll, junkies on Marcos. Long Beach, Compton, Watts to South Central. Damn, I just can't wait till I get home. Shit. That's when the cop had pulled me over. I wish I had a girl by my side. I wish I had a brand new ride. I wish I had a light. I wish I had a private flight. I wish I want to start sometime. I wish I had a right. I wish I had to find a I wish it wasn't so Cobain I wish I had you Shit And I wish I wasn't stuck on Central I wish I was in control Really wish I wasn't stuck on Central I still got so far to go Yeah be stuck here not for long just hold on 
Hold on, work late nights and early mornings. I'm on it, I'm on it. Trouble on Central with the homies. Oh no, oh no. Pretty soon we gon' take control. Just wait on it, wait on it. Don't lie to me, they get exposed so violently The pain in the soul won't go quietly Do whatever you want, just be straight Show and prove, tell the truth is a holding Don't wait, yeah, be straight with me I know it's hard and you hate to be confrontational The information flows gracefully If you let it, I can't loan for memory Banks put no credit, let it go, don't edit uh, I can take it, the only real truth is butt naked And I know when you're faking And maybe them others was impatient But I'm telling you to trust, I can take it Trust is so safe we need a solid foundation of openness with no hesitation just talk to me i'm here just talk to me give it to me straight just talk to me come on baby. Get all harsh and it damages twofold. A spoonful of sugar makes the medicine smooth, though. I'm saying, though, you ain't gotta say it like that, though. You can be true and still come off tactful. If that's so hard, I ain't asking for too much. You beat me in the head with this shit like it's noon chucks. I ain't saying coverages, but the truth up. You know I'm sensitive and you came to me too tough. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Cool, I can hear you. It's obvious I'm looking at you, man, so I'm relating to you. Yeah. The hell? That's a, yeah, just kind of too much, and it's a good, vicious putzo who just wants to yell. Oh, you lost me completely, because I really had rock Munis. Now, so, uh, you didn't hear me, I want you to hear me. But you heard that? Yeah. So you just, no, forget it then. Don't jump and make trouble. That's <laughs> those yelling in the night. Same thing. 
if he worth that life in a circle Writing my journal, my journals die Sitting in blows with the prettiest prose Mixed with the gritty and gross I pity die, idiot schmo Not the idiot schmuck Still giving the fuck But I pity him so I guess I can't too Prepared to I, I, I dare to Keep trying with dying The island be my heirloom Now do you see this? The way the grey controls Only the souls that go to sleep To sink and dissolve I set adrift In between the concrete and the mist Just another inner city bliss Now do you see this? The way the grey controls Only the souls that go to sleep To sink and dissolve I set adrift In between the concrete and the mist Just another inner city river bliss Mark Mutz Upstream harbor dust Lucky Looper Blacky Louis Shuffling Suave Strush Wrist carved up From Santa Street Shows Who scars won't shut No scars won't shut Back and kick ball, they were the kids I got cut. Type to lick your tears all pokey, got and such. Now who's stuck on it? Where's my luck? Watch backs and bail, boom, where's my buck? Wouldn't last long on Lennox, you scared to come up. But you need to be a scandal to come up. When you need to be shooting the show to save the young pups, toward heat, Times Square, post everything rough. What fashion embarking like dogs in the fall? Down that south, slow draws, haggard hogs. I can feel your hunger, baby. Scribble and make you starve. Taught you about tattered walls, scraps and scattered scrawls. Night you like to breathe, but you talk timid tours. Tame with awe, hung tongue rips, burn holes through pockets of drawers. I was born in the ocean and adapted to life ashore. Take a last look at the world, world, world. Guess I'm spouting off like how, now what the hell? All got, all got sick stories to tell. Sitting in your cell, thinking to yourself, how'd I fail? Dissolve, I set adrift In between the concrete and the mist Just another inner city bliss Now do you see this? The way the grey controls Only the souls that go to sleep To sink and dissolve I set adrift In between the concrete and the mist Just another inner city river bliss Swap slides conquer Manahata While he's on my beach While he's on the creek star Street where the people that peep Feel nostalgia All that corn marker come upon ya Swap slides conquer Manahata While he's on my beach While he's on the creek star Street where the people that peep Feel nostalgia All that corn marker come upon ya Swap slides conquer Manahata While he's on my beach While he's on the creek star Street where the people that peep Feel nostalgia Hey, I'm Jack from the radio show Punk Rock Demonstration, heard here on noco.fm every Tuesday and Friday, 10pm to midnight Mountain Time, and 9pm to 11pm Pacific Time. You can expect to hear punk rock, some interviews of your favorite bands, maybe some future favorite bands, and me ranting and raving, which is the best part of the show. You can tune in over your web browser at noco.fm or through the TuneIn app. That's Punk Rock Demonstration. Noco FM. 
We put the red in radio. With our utter annihilation imminent, our federal government has snapped into action. We go live now via satellite to the floor of the United States Congress. Then it is unanimous. We are going to approve the bill to evacuate the town of Springfield in the great state of... Wait a second. I want to tack on a rider to that bill. $30 million of taxpayer money to support the perverted arts. All in favor of the amended Springfield slash pervert bill? Uh... Bill defeated. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Democracy simply doesn't work. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, loyal listeners to Corbin versus the World. I am still Corbin David Albaugh. Welcome back to Corbin versus the Midterms. We just got done hearing Buddy with his song Trouble on Central, followed up by Open Mike Eagle with his song Insecurity, and rounding us out was the group Rat King with their song So Sick Stories, featuring the artist King Cruel. So we are just winding down on this particular episode of Corbin versus the World. Thank you, listeners, for accompanying me on this journey through the wild and wonderful midterms of 2018. Hopefully all the things turn out for the best, and I will be with you no matter what the result next week to give you my own furious hot takes, because no matter what happens, I won't be satisfied, because that is the nature of progress. But... Before I spin you into the last few songs of the program, and once again, thank you for listening through this extra long episode. Before I spin you into those songs, I do have a quick thing that I would like to say to special counsel Robert Mueller and his team who are working on God knows what. Um, What the fuck, Bob? We were really expecting some shit by now, Bob. We were kind of thinking that when you were named the special prosecutor, like, I don't know, a year ago, that you would have enough time that eventually, probably around a politically strategic time like this, there could be some dirt that we could drop on Republicans or Trump that might maybe possibly push this election in the Democrats' favor just a little bit more instead of just relying on the whims of the electorate, which we all know is a giant piece of shit and is never something that we can depend on. We were really depending on you, Bob. We were really thinking that you were going to be the one to step up and show us the sex tape or the pee tape or the corruption tapes or the tape tape or the screw tape or something, Bob. That was your job, Bob. You have one job. Actually, you have a lot of jobs, but technically a bunch of jobs that all convalesce into one job, Bob, and you are failing right now. And understand, I'm not mad at you. It's not about you. It's about the media and the narrative that they have been giving us for the past year and a half, where every month or two, some new plot development will appear and we'll think, oh, now he's going to unleash the thing. Now he's going to unleash the deep, dark Balrog secret that's going to sink the Trump administration. You would think that that would have happened by now, but yet here we are a week before the GD election and we still haven't seen the P-tape. Not that I want to see the P-tape, but I just want to know that it exists with as much as we've been talking about the fucking P-tape, there has to be a P-tape, right? Surely, maybe something, a smoking gun of some kind. Show me something. Show me him farting in a meeting with the UN. Give me something, motherfucker. Something. You've been working for a year and a half. He didn't pay for his Netflix. Something, dude. Like, Jesus Christ. You had one job, Bob. 
Fuck! But seriously, guys, in closing, uh, I just wanted to say, obviously, been making a lot of jokes in the last hour, hour and 15, because that's what people that make jokes do, and I am a joke doer. But understand, uh, listeners, friends at home, this is a very, very, very important election approaching us. We are going down an extremely dark path as a country. And it is very necessary to turn the car around as quickly as humanly possible. Is everything going to be solved overnight? No, absolutely not. Uh, As a matter of fact, if we elect a majority Democrat House of Representatives, we are very likely looking at another series of years of gridlock, very similar to what we experienced during the Barack Obama administration. But... Based on the last two years, I will take eight years of gridlock over another two years of systematic, absurd nonsense and degradation of the government and our country. So, seriously guys, get the vote out. Get out there November 6th earlier. If you have early voting, remember to go to NOCO FM and get registered or find your precinct if you do not know where it is. Be sure to get out that vote, tell your friends to vote, get those stickers, earn those points. So thank you all for listening very much to this very special edition of Corbin vs. the Midterms. We've got a few more songs here for you. You're about to hear Fourth Wanders and their song Taste. Thanks a lot for listening, y'all. Enjoy the tunes. Appreciate ya. And vote.
feel like a time bomb taking away This lump in my throat It's been there for ten straight days Constricting the airflow Where the things I say Get caught on the way To and from my brain This has been a production of NOCO FM.